Hello everyone, what's babbling? This is Psychobabbles with Miranda and Lauren. Or <laughs> Lauren and Miranda. Or Miranda, Miranda and Greg. Sorry, I almost missed my line. I know, you were not paying attention. I was distracted. Valid answer. Um, but yeah, this is the podcast from my class, Psychological Effects of the Internet, where I talk about the topics I'm learning, and Lauren responds with her own thoughts. Yeah, if I have any. If he has so. any. I don't know if you will. The next one, I'm sure you will, but maybe not this one. Um, because this is episode 80. <gasps> no way. Yeah. I'm on the 80th episode of Psycho Battles. Yeah, and I'm I also, happy to be here. That also means we have four episodes left. Isn't it so iconic that we started with Lauren, lost her halfway through, and now ended with her? Yeah. Because we're going to... It was meant to be. It was meant to be. Um, so, yeah. And I also just, like, all of a sudden became less busy than usual. Yeah, she actually didn't die. Yeah, there was a second there where you guys probably thought I did. Yeah. You were gone for a lot. Also, I record many episodes in one day. But... Was that... Uh, no, just in general. Oh, yeah. That day I did. But then also the day before I've been recording a lot, like, every day. I'm a podcast queen. Sure. Yeah, why are you looking at me like that? Anyway, so today we're talking about internet predictions that were made, like, in the past, and that ended up turning out to be true. Um, and so I have my list here. Um, um, wait, what does this say? Wait. I don't know what that's saying. So we're not gonna read that part. But we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about some predictions that ended up being true. So right off the bat, Nic- Nicola? That's Nicola? 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 It's Nicola. Mm. Okay. Nicola Tesla. Yeah, Nicola. See, th- this is what happens when Nicola. No, this is what happens when I do a lot of reading, but I don't watch a lot of videos where they actually like pronounce their names. Because then there's things in my head where I'm just like, this is how I read it. Like, the word foe, I hate that word. Because for the longest time, I thought it was pronounced fox. Because it's F-A-U-X. Anyway, that's just a little pet peeve of mine. Um, Nicola, right? No. Nicola. Nicola. Nicola Tesla. So, in 1926, he predicted that we would be able to communicate with each other instantly like, irrespective of distance. So, like, distance wouldn't matter. We'd be able to communicate instantly. Um, he also predicted that we would be able to hear and see each other perfectly through C- TV. I don't know why I said see. Um, hear and see each other perfectly through TV and telephones as if we were face-to-face. In 1926, he predicted that. Um, he also, one last prediction, is that um, we would have an instrument that we use to communicate that will be so simple compared to the present telephone, and a man can carry it in his vest pocket. So that did turn out to be true, unless you're a woman and you can't fit your phone in your pocket. Because we've talked about this, women's pockets are not big enough to hold a phone. Mine sticks out of my pocket all the time and I still put it in my pocket. So, but anyway, either way, our phones are small enough to theoretically be put in a pocket and they're much smaller than the phone that they had in 1926. So right off the bat there, he was right. Now we're going to time travel and make our way into 1976 with Arthur C. Clarke. Um, And he predicted that 
devices would enable us to send more information to our friends so we can see them and they can see us and we can exchange pictorial information, graphical information, data, books, etc. And we do this all the time. We share articles with each other. We share pictures with each other. Um, we just send all of our information to our friends. Lauren has all my personal information. Why are you smiling at me like that? Because I do. She does. Mm-hmm. I don't think she does. Hopefully she doesn't. Um, also, he predicted that there would be high-definition TV screens with typewriter keyboards. So, like, the combination of a high-definition screen and a typewriter keyboard. And he believed that this would help us receive and type information and send messages to friends. Um, you can wait until they get up and see the message, and you can just get any information you want, such as, like, airline flights, supermarket prices, books you've always wanted to read, news... And obviously, that might sound familiar because now we have laptops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with high-definition screens and not really typewriter keyboards, but, like, we have a keyboard, and it's, like, a bit more advanced than the typewriter, but, like, he was close enough on his prediction to a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, he also predicted that we'd be able to tell this machine what we're interested in, and it will collect a library just for us. And we see this all the time because our computers like, can keep track of the stuff we search and everything, and, like, it shows us news that we relate to. And this one's kind of scary, but, like, we see it all the time. We know it, they do it, because, like, I am a big Liverpool fan, like, soccer-wise, and so my dad and my mom and stuff, like, they'll look up soccer scores, like, Liverpool scores when I'm talking about it, or, like, just to stay up to date, and so now they get notifications from their news, like, apps and stuff about Liverpool scores, um, because... It's something that they've shown to be interested in. So uh, it collects the data and caters it right to them. So he was right about that one. Um, He also predicted that it would affect our social lives. He said many ways negatively. um, And he said that this may abolish time zones um, because we're like waking up friends in the middle of the night, trying to communicate with them. This one wasn't necessarily true because we still do have time zones, but like, we can still communicate with friends who are in different time zones and, like, wake them up in the middle of the night. So, like, he was kind of correct there, just, like, not 100%, which is okay because a close enough prediction is still good, you know? Um, He was curious. He thought we were going to pick up signals from space, like aliens, which, again, I don't think is unreasonable to think. Like, if we're here alive, like, why can't there be stuff out there, you know? That's my theory. So I also predict that maybe one day we'll get these signals. Maybe one day. Maybe not aliens the way that media perceives them, but, like, I think it could happen. Anyway, he also predicted the wristwatch telephone, where it would be completely mobile, it would restructure society, anyone can communicate with anyone, or anyone can communicate with you more. Yeah. Or, okay, so what he was saying is that we'd have the wristwatch telephone and you'd have it on you all the time and you can switch it off, but then you'd have to explain why you turned it off. So you can't like really ignore people is what he was trying to say. And it's like, well, here we can still ignore people. We don't really owe anyone our explanation, but he was right about the wristwatch thing and like always having it on us. And so like people can see the text and everything. Um, And he eventually said that advantages were far greater than the disadvantages, which is also true. 
I would say. And, like, what we've learned in this class is that there are a lot of advantages from the internet. So, he was also right there. Um, now we're going to move on to AT&T, where 25 years ago, and I think at this point it would be longer now because of when, like, this video came out. But 25 years ago, AT&T predicted the future that we're actually living in now, yeah. where they were saying, you will speak with a loved one from a wristwatch, which you can do. Um, you will receive directions from a computer in your car's dashboard, which we do. Um, I don't. I still have to get my directions from my phone, but whatever. What's the on the car now? Yeah, and he also, they also said you will have meetings from the beach with colleagues in cubicles. So you're on the beach, and you can have a meeting with your coworkers who are in the office. Not to humble brag or anything. Yeah, not to humble brag, but it would kind of be. So those were right, and then, um, but... I guess those ones were more right because they were rooted in, like, work that researchers and engineers were already doing. So they were building these smartphones and video conferences, and they were already, like, making the digital world possible. So they were kind of just, like, anticipating these things were going to happen, and ultimately they ended up being right. But still, that was, like, 25 years ago. So still pretty impressive. Um, And then on NBC News, the Today Show... They were talking about all, like, the new internet, and they said that every business, no matter how small, will be on the internet by 2000. I don't know if all of them were on the internet by 2000, but, like, pretty much every business is online. Like, if you search it, you will find it online, and I think this is because they obviously know that that's a way to garner attention. Um, And then they said that this would be the primary way people look up information, and it would replace yellow pages, and that's exactly what it did. I don't know anyone who uses yellow pages anymore. Uh, the big, um... The big yellow book. book. Yeah, we used to keep ours in our junk drawer, and I'm pretty sure we don't have it anymore. Because, like, why would we have it? It's not up to date. Yes. Um, and we have our phones. Um, they also figured we would communicate through email, um, which is what we do. Um, and unfortunately, they were like, yeah, this is just going to allow people to send you messages all the time when you don't want to hear them. Which is true, but also, guess what? You don't have to respond to them. So, that's a plus. Yeah, and so... I'm trying to think. I don't know what this one, this section was saying. This one was saying how to stop worrying and learn to love the internet. Um, I think... I think they're just saying that, like, anything that gets invented between... So basically anything that's in the world when you're born, that's normal to you because you don't know any different. Um, Anything that gets invented between you being born and before you turn 30, that's super exciting and creative and you can make a career out of it, hopefully, or you just learn how to use it. But basically anything invented after you're 30 is like against the natural order of things that you grew up doing and you believe that it's the end of civilization as you know it until it's been around for like 10 years and then you realize that it's fine and things are going to be okay. Um, so that's kind of like the way the cycle goes. And what we're learning is that like people were making these predictions and were kind of afraid of what would happen with these. And so now they're just saying like, just love the internet because it's proven that it's not dangerous and you guys can move on, you know. Um, Get over yourselves. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and then the example that they use that I remember really liking, um, is 
pidgin versus creole languages so like pidgin is a bunch of people who have their own languages and they don't know each other's but they can they can manage with like rough lingo made up of like bits and pieces of each language um and then creole is the generation born into the pidgin language and they take like the fractured lumps of language and then they turn them into a rich and organic grammar and vocabulary like mix so it's like a mix of all these information or all these languages because that's the generation that things are new and like they can't communicate with each other and then when you're born into it it's like well this is the only normal so kind of like how children learn language they pick up on stuff and then it becomes their language um so i think it's basically just saying that like things will turn out okay things will be normalized and don't be afraid you know Um, And if you think about it, like, we're still making predictions all the time. So, like, in 2007, Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone. Um, And here he was talking about, like, sorry, voice crack. (laughs) Um, He was talking about three products that were going to be brand new, okay? Um, Widespread iPod with touch controls, so, like, the touch screen. A mobile phone and internet communication device. And then he went, psych, just kidding. We're not making three new devices. It's all one device, the iPhone. Um, So I guess that's not like a prediction. That was just him making this technology. That was actually a prediction from the past. So showing that things can become like revolutionary and reinvented. And like the more new new technology there is, the more new predictions we can make. And then the chances that they'll be true. So we're actually going to address this in the next episode because we're going to talk talk about like our own internet predictions. Um, if you can't think of any, I had to do it for my assignment. So I do have some internet predictions and we'll just discuss them. So bye-bye. You want to say bye? Bye. This episode of Psychobabbles is sponsored by just kidding you thought we had a sponsor we actually don't miranda procrastinates too much so i hope you enjoy the last few seconds of just music as we suffer through these next couple of days of trying to get all these episodes done goodbye